everybody. It is August 18th, 2022. It's the Dave and Jeff show. A little bit late tonight. People, by the way, before you yeah. start talking, because Jeff had, had uh, something came up. I don't know if you'll talk about it, but since we didn't do the show on Wednesday, immediately people like, dude, you fucked with my Thursday for not giving them a show. Well, guess what? Boo-hoo. Who gives a shit? I couldn't, I, honest to God, I couldn't care less for any of you. Oh, my God. I couldn't care less. What happened less? to being a man of the people? Oh, well, I am. Uh, last night was fun, and I wouldn't have got down here till way late, but it was back to school night. Yeah. You're and, going back to school? Uh, no, I'm not, but it was pretty funny walking the campus at Helix High School because yeah. really... For anybody who's been there, Dave, I go to the parking lot by the football field. I walk to the football field and I come out. That honestly, Helix High School does so many things great. Whoever assigned the parking over there is a fucking idiot. You You can't park anywhere when there's anything going on for a school event. There's no parking and they've got everything shut down. Uh, Who did that? So where did you park in the neighborhood? Yeah, to park like four blocks away. (laughs) San Diego, that was never a problem. That's all I'm going to say. San Diego, we had plenty of parking. Everybody was accommodated. It was safe. It was lit. Yeah. Helix, like, who designed this shit? Um, East Lake's the same way. Is it bad? Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't know about Benita because I have a special parking spot. But at East Lake High School, there are like 3,800 kids in the school. And 14 at, spots? 14, <laughs> the people at yeah. Snapdragon Stadium are like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but Dave, so... Once we once I got that figured out, yeah, and to walk that campus, meet the teachers who are so great. Like really, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, and you and I have been so fortunate to meet so many different people, so many different walks of life. And I just I went and sat in on a handful of different classes, like to meet the teachers. Yeah, one is a guy that teaches video game design. He was great. The geometry teacher, like I remember my geometry teacher at San Diego. His name's James Ringstrom. Now he's honestly probably about. How do you know his first name? Because he's a dick, <laughs> and he's probably about eighty years old right now. Yeah. I swear to God, if I saw him in the street, I'd shove him right into traffic. I'd do the entire community a favor. He was such a douche. You would have to have your paper folded and your name showing in the upper right hand corner, and that's how he. Like, really, dude. You're a chump. And this was the fun thing about KFMB was ripping all these yeah. guys when they were still coherent. <laughs> but the, the <laughs> geometry teacher that we met last night at Helix, yeah. oh, my gosh, she was great. And my kids rave about her. They said she makes it so fun. She explains everything. I was like, my geometry teacher was just begging me to smoke him right in the face. And, uh, and I was pretty willing to do it. As I got closer to graduation, like there was a day when I pretty much told him, I'm going to crush you. Now he weighed, uh, I, he, you know, he's a ginger, number one. Oh. And they're bleeders. Yeah. And you could just tell he, he wore a, he wore yellow button up shirts like Rick Roberts. <laughs> Another sign of weakness. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know. What do you do? You just threaten to say, I'm going to take you out in the parking yeah, lot and tie, a, it, tie him to the car and just get sunburned? I was in my prime. I mean, I was coming off ACL surgery, but I was all right. And I was pretty much just going to grab him by his scrawny neck and hit him with about 11 right hands. He's he's just such a douche. Like, I I would love to see this guy. Jerry Trust, oceanography teacher, had a mug with two feet on it. 
Oh, fuck that Who guy. Who can take that guy seriously? Another asshole. Can't even put that mug in the dishwasher. You're going to melt the feet. Right. Uh, uh, counselor, Jim Fosnott, worthless. Dude, I love that you know the first names. It's yeah. the craziest shit <laughs> of all time. I called them all by their first name. Oh, my God. I don't know anyone's first name. I called them all by their first name. That's probably why they didn't like me. <laughs> What's up, Jimmy? I said, you're, Jimbo. you're failing. I was very quick to tell him at age 17, you suck at your job. Did he used yeah. to tell him that? Yeah, I was like managing high five. Oh, my sports, God. Sporting goods store making about $11 a week. <laughs> if I did my job as bad as you did your job, guess what? I'd be fired. I'm like, what do you do? Don't worry about it. <laughs> but um, then did, I met. Then did I you met, really call them by their first name? All the time. They didn't get pissed? Oh, yeah. They didn't yeah. like it. My kid called a teacher Jimbo once. No joke. And uh, he goes, Jimbo, how's it going? And he went after him. Like, he went after my kid to throw a punch. Oh, and I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, I knew the guy well. Yeah. Jim, calm down. What the fuck? Yeah. Come on, James. You calm down. <laughs> Jim, Jim Fosnott yeah. uh, had an English teacher, Tanya O'Donnell, complete bitch. Awful. <laughs> Had a couple of teachers up there, unfortunately, that thought it was cool to bang teenage chicks, so they got yeah. run out. Fortunately, they were they were pretty good teachers. Yeah. They remain nameless, Mangan. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember a bunch yeah. of them. But then, I, yeah. but the guys that were great slept with a student. Yeah, we had a couple of teachers that slept with students when I was in high school. Really? Yeah. I mean, look, one of them kidnapped a kid and took him to TJ to marry him. This is in L.A. and drove all the way down to TJ. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Creeper. I mean, listen. It was a chemistry teacher. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and that guy, that guy uh, became a LAPD. Chemistry teacher? No, the student became an LAPD. The oh, chemistry yeah. teacher, though, is the one that took the kid to marry him. Let's find that guy tonight. Yeah. Smack him around, too. <laughs> um, but the guys that were great for me, and I used to talk about all the time, were the guys that were coaches at San Diego that are just, love them. Danny Field, Ed Wiley, uh, Catfish, John Cannon. Craig Bell, um, and there's probably a handful more than I'm forgetting. Uh, Steve Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, fuck, man. I love those guys. And that was great because they would hear the KFMB show. Yeah. And I'd always hype them by name. And then I'd be like, hey, if you see James Ringstrom, <laughs> you tell him I haven't forgotten. It's still on. If I see him in the parking lot, I'm dropping him. I had a teacher in uh, in ninth grade that was so bad. He was my football coach, too, but it was so bad oh. in ninth grade. It was the reason I moved away from home at 15 oh. because of this fucking guy. And I've oh. always thought every time I go back to Tennessee to look this guy up and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Road trip. That'd Co- be. Coach Young. Coach Young. Yeah. Gonna be. He has to be close to 75, so 80 what? now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He has no chance. You see, those, you see these things that show up on Twitter. Old guys still think they got it. They yeah. think they got one more round yeah. in them. Not tonight, old timer. You're going out. You're getting clipped. And then I met uh, my son's world history teacher. Yeah. God, great dude. Yeah, it was really fun, man. So we were at Helix last night. Sorry, your Thursday was off to a rough start. Wang. Do your, uh, do your kids go to classes together? Like They only have one. They have the geometry class okay. together. And um, that's the only one. It was fun when they were little because they had teachers that were the same. And we split it up one year. Yeah. At Rolando. One year, third grade. And my son Cade's third grade teacher was worthless. And Jack's third grade teacher took the entire class to uh, the fair. Oh, wow. Uh, and, but didn't tell the parents. Oh, Jesus So Christ. they had to walk around the fair with no money. 
Oh, well, how like, do you take the kids out of school without a permission slip? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> What's going on? You don't you have to sign something? Yeah, but didn't give them any money. So how about that when yeah. you're like, whatever. Seven, eight? Yeah. Walk around the fair smelling everything. Well, sorry, you don't have anything yeah. when you get no home. corn dogs for you, asshole. Yeah, have your Lunchable. Shut up. <laughs> and, uh, and Kate's teacher was like nine months away from knee surgery. She was worthless. And so she didn't want to... She didn't want to bring it, so that was it. So as often as we could, the rest of the way through, we got them in the same class. Oh, but, there you go. But yeah, man, teachers at Helix, oh, I loved it. I just love because when we moved there, I just I was like, if everything works out right, they're going to go to Helix, yeah. and I I thought that would be really cool. And then tonight, my son Jack got his jersey. It's awesome, which was really fun, and and that's cool. But um, yeah, no, it was great. So it's fun to be back. Have you ever uh, have you ever had a uh, friend of yours? Obviously, you didn't do it, but you've ever friend of yours that physically got into a fight with the teacher? No, I probably yeah. was the closest because yeah. I was ready to fight about three of them at the end. I got into it. The closest I ever got, I got into it with a teacher. I was in college actually. I was taking classes in the summer at Santa Monica Junior College. Okay, and it was a woman teacher and. Oh. And we had we did not see eye to eye ever. I mean, she's yeah. no matter what I said, she was going to argue with me. And you know, when you're a student, you just want to get through the class. You're like, yeah, it's course. fucking summer. I just want to get out of here and go to I the beach. I want to go to Laura's house. So, <laughs> I just want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And I've never been that guy that talks in class. I'm super quiet. I just want to get through. You won't even know I'm here. Uh. Just let me show up every day. I'll take the test. And you're going to pass me when I'm done. Well, I don't know why, but she kept going after me. Uh. Egging uh. me on, egging me on. And man, I, I literally said to her, my, one of my biggest regrets. I would never say this on another show, but I'll say it on this show. I literally said to her, if you were a man, I'd punch you in the face. Oh. Guess what? Two years ago, she was a man. She had, she had a sex well, change. Let's fight her. Let's <laughs> fight her. But when she said to me, I used to be a man, and that I had to drop the class. Like, it was it was a bad deal. Lucky I didn't get kicked out of school. But I, I was that just, pissed. What if she just took her heels off? And, and beat just, the shit out of me? She just beat I don't the think shit out of you. She had the big forums, like the CHP oh, forums. Oh, see, those probably, they clip you on the chin, lights out. Find a soft place to fall, Dave. You're done. Just come out. <laughs> Find a soft place to fall. Miss Lewiski's just beating the dog shit out of you. Oh just God. right in the back. Bang! Bang! She just gets footwork. Yeah. Starts calling you on with the left and just starts smoking you overhand, right? See, I can't remember too many teachers' last names, let alone I never knew their first name. That's what cracked me up when you're telling the story. I was laughing all the way through. Yeah. But I remember my geometry teacher, when you said that, Used to wear a tuxedo shirt to school every day. Was he cool? He was cool. He wore jeans. He yeah. wore, I don't remember what shoes he wore, but he wore a tuxedo, white tuxedo shirt every day. Every girl in class had a crush on the guy. Oh, that's funny. It was one, one of those. You know, you ever have t- girls that would talk about teachers? Oh, yeah, because there were, there were a couple guys at San Diego that were great. But you were like, oh, yeah, they're fucking everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. You know he's banging her. Come on. And you know, he's probably like 31. Yeah. Like, what is he? Like, 31? Yeah. Like, he's 81? Yeah. Dude, when you're in high school, 31 is 81. Yeah. Like, done. Um, but I had a bunch of teachers that were great. I, I had a, an English teacher, Mr. Beckman. Yeah. And there was a guy, uh, Stewie, Stewie Bleeker would come and be talking to Beckman every day in his class. Yeah. And then the bell would go off. And Stewie's class was 
across the hall. So he'd walk out. And every day Beckman would say to him, don't let that door hit you in the ass on the way out. And I fucking laughed. Stewie Bleeker would never acknowledge him. Never. And he yelled it loud. Yeah. Don't let that door hit you in the ass on the way out, Bleeker. All the kids are talking. Dude, I was dead. I was dead. So then it got to the point where it's Stewie Bleeker was like this curly haired guy, yeah. super mellow, right? Probably like vanilla pudding, one of those guys. And uh, a bell would ring and I'd stop everything I was doing. And Beckman would give me the head nod. Yeah. It's coming. And he'd just wait, let Bleeker think, oh, maybe today's my day off. Get out of here, Bleeker. <laughs> And he and I, and I still got like a C minus in that fucking class. I had an English teacher named Judy Henry, super yeah. hot, complete yeah. MILF, passed away from cancer. Oh. Dave, every day, rubbing my goddamn shoulders, I'm like, I'm taking her home. Yeah. Right? Like she's Jacqueline Bissett in that movie. Fuck, I got like a C minus in that class, too. What the fuck's the deal fuck is you? going on here, Judy? Where did you sit? Did you sit in the back of the class? No, everybody, they had those tables like this. So yeah. we, we have like this rectangle table. So yeah. there'd be two and two. And there was like, it wasn't like a desk, yeah. you know, like a quarter desk, every, which these things suck because you got nowhere to put a backpack or yeah. do anything. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was great. I was convinced. You know what cracks me up, man, when I think about school? And to, yeah, I might have asked you this question off there, but when I was in school, no, all the way through school, like no joke, I think from fifth grade, definitely through my senior year, every desk I ever sat in had either the ACDC logo or the Van Halen logo on it. Always the Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, Van Halen. Always Is that Van funny that yeah. some asshole has to put it in every desk? Occasionally kiss. Yeah. Occasionally the, you know, the... Yeah, I got you. Yeah, the KISS with the kind of you know diagonal or however you would say it the script but van halen i think at every desk that is funny Guido. that's yeah. fun. i mean all the way across the country yeah i wonder if van halen van halen even knew that 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 was like I, that in every school i don't know i told you at claremont bowl dave there used to be a guy named dr dean hypnotist yeah there's so many things that happened before you got here that would have been right up your alley this guy dr dean had this terrible toupee and it was like this pitch black curly hair and he was kind of cross-eyed and he'd wear this like green tuxedo and he had this booming voice and again he's doing it at claremont bowl like in the you know in like the bar yeah dave you are going full slid deeper and deeper deeper and deeper dave when you wake up you're going to be rock star van halen <laughs> You're going to be, and you're in the crowd like, what did you just say? <laughs> you're going to be rock star Van Halen. Sweet. I, dude, that, I love those guys. You ever seen a hypnotist? No, I haven't. I, Dave, you got to go. I would. I would go. I don't think I'm the guy that would get knocked out, but I'd love to watch. Yeah. I, I love to, love to watch. Uh, Marshall Silver, it's funny. Tomorrow is my, uh, my buddy Cheech's, would have been his 55th birthday. And we took Cheech for, I, I don't remember which birthday it was, but we took him to Chillers. Do you remember when Chillers yeah, was down yeah. at Belmont Park yeah. with, with the alcohol yeah. Slurpees? Yeah. Oh, it was great. They had those in Santa Monica on 3rd third, third, uh, third Street Promenade. Man, this is when be, before they just started murdering people every night at Belmont Park when that became the cool thing to do. But 
you'd go to Chillers, yeah, and they had this dude Marshall Silver, and Marshall was the hypnotist, and he was on Letterman, you know, or snakeskin suits. He was pretty sure he had it all figured out, but he uh, uh, he put Cheech under. Oh wow. And it was great. I've got it on DVD. It's awesome. But, um, <laughs> uh, dude, those guys When are... Cheech came, uh, came through, did he know he was put under? Or so did it was you guys funny. have to tell him? It was funny because we were going down and Cheech was being a bitch. I'm tired. Fuck off. It's your birthday. We're going. So we get down to Chillers, drive from Cardiff all the way down there. And anybody who remembers, there used to be a balcony. Like, they had a bunch of bands that came in there and played, too. And uh, we're up on the balcony, we're looking down, and Cheech is to my left, next to the wall, then it's me and a couple of friends. And those hypnotists, they all talk the same. Deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper. When you wake up, your arms now are holding 1,000 balloons. You know, they always yeah. are just such an asshole. Like, just say it, right? And so he's doing it, uh, Marshall Silver's doing this whole spiel, and all the people on the stage, like their arms going up, like they're holding helium balloons and they're out. And I'm laughing and I look at my stupid buddy to my left, sound asleep against the wall with his arm <laughs> up in the air. <laughs> so we start yelling, like trying to get Marshall Silver's attention. Yeah. He's thinking we're heckling him. Yeah. So we're like, dude, balcony, guy out. And he's like, oh boy, let's try to get him down here. What's his name? Shane. You're going to take each step slower and slower. And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> and uh, he came down. But then we're like, hey, it's his birthday. And God bless Marshall Silver, man. He, he made him the star of the show. Oh, cool. And the funniest thing he did was he's like, okay, I'm going to put you out in the crowd. And every time I say good evening, you're going to get more and more mad. <laughs> <laughs> he puts him out there. It, like, wakes him up. And she's just sitting with, like, three people. He doesn't even know who they are. He's so stupid. He's like, well, hi, how are you? How are you? Like, don't even know. All his ten buddies are up on his balcony. We're like, look at this dipshit. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's, like, he's still out. And all of a sudden, Marshall Silver's just like, well, good evening. Hey, shut up! <laughs> Whoa! What's going on down there? Shane just sitting there talking to them. Hey, how's it going? Everything fine? Okay, good. Hey, everybody. I'm sorry about that. I hope everybody's having a good evening. Hey! Shut up! He's just <laughs> screaming. It's the funniest shit. Then he had him dancing with a guy. He had him doing all these different things. But eventually, he was like, hey, Shane, thanks so much for being great. Yeah. And uh, Shane, it was Shane Marin. His nickname was always Cheech. And he goes, uh, you're great. I hope you had a wonderful birthday. And he, and he took him out. Yeah. And so we're talking to him. He goes, yeah. He goes, I was aware of what I was doing. But he's like, I was, it's like you're having so much fun. Like you're yeah. just so mentally relaxed. You just, you're going with it. And then remember I said when he was driving down, he, he was all tired. He goes, dude, I felt like I've just slept like 14 hours. Wow. Let's go. Yeah, he loved it. Wow. And I, he always said, if I ever get a chance to do it again, I'll do it. Because he watched yeah. the DVD. Is he dying? Oh, he loved it. He's like, oh, my God. Because there were different parts where he's like, oh, I kind of remember that. I kind of remember that. But, yeah, when he's yelling at him, he's like, oh, I don't, I don't remember doing that. And uh, so, yeah, the guys that do it, there's a guy that came through at Del Mar yeah. all the time and did shows. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, dude, take Rita. Oh, I'd go. 
but Rita's told me she's been she's been put under once. Really? Yeah, she was like in high school or beginning of college, but she said she was one of those people on stage that was out, uh, just out. Like she said, she was singing, dancing, the whole damn deal. Uh, hey, just one quick thing, and then we'll we'll talk Padres or do whatever. But I, I definitely don't want to miss this. Uh, for longtime San Diegans, yesterday we got some sad news, and it, it was the passing of Michael Tuck. Uh, Mike Tuck, when I got here, Dave, in 81, and I was texting with Ted back and forth last night. I don't know. I mean, Dave, think about when you were a kid at around that time, 81, 82. Local news, in, there was always one team in the market that oh, yeah. really, really dominated. And in San Diego, by far, it was Channel 8. It was no question about it. And Mike was the lead anchor. Yep. Ted was sports. Allison Ross was there. Clark Anthony did weather. But, the, but Mike and, and Ted had worked together in Philadelphia. Yeah. Ted told me last night, he said, Tuck was a huge part of Ted's success. Being, because Ted was different. This town wasn't ready for him. And Mike greased the skids, set him up, and Michael was loved. And if Mike signed off on Ted, then I think a lot of people did as well. And yep. I, I said when Ted was here, they had a travel agency at Glasshouse Square next to the sports arena. Tuck and Leitner, travel, travel. I fucking drove from Cardiff and bought a plane ticket down there so that when you and I got to KFMB, and first we met Ted. Well, yeah. first I did. I got yeah. there in 95. And I remember the night that we met Mike. Yes. Because I had never met him. I really wanted to meet him because growing up, he was the guy. And well, I used to watch him in L.A. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew him from when I lived in Los Channel Angeles. Channel 2. Yes. But he, he started at 8, and then they paid him a shitload of money to go to Channel 10. Yeah. And he went to Channel 10. One of the things that he did on that show is he nightly at 11... I think it was Carol LeBeau and Kimberly Hunt, but Mike had a like a two-minute commentary, pers Michael Tuck's perspective. And it was always him, no jacket, sleeves rolled up, leaned into the camera, yeah. yelling, and dude, he was going off on the cops, he's going off on the sheriffs. Like I talked to him about it a lot, and he said, man, Bill Collender wanted to you know, beat him up, yeah. John Duffy, and uh, I'm Michael Tuck, and that's my perspective every night, right? So now he's... Back at Channel 8 after being in L.A. You and I are doing the night yep. show. And I said on the air, well, I'd love to have Michael Tuck on this show, but I'm not sure we have an extension cord long enough for his teleprompter. Because I dropped yep. it on him first. Yeah. And if you remember, he comes kicking the door in. Yeah, in his suit. In his suit. And he's like, <laughs> I, we've ne I've never met him. Yeah. What the I fuck? I hadn't either. What the fuck is that? Yeah. He goes, you were ripping Hacksaw. And I'm dying laughing in my car. And then you start ripping me. I haven't even met you fuckers. <laughs> we ripped everybody, but yes. Yeah. And he turned out to be, no joke, Dave, right? One of our best friends in the building, for sure. Without a doubt. I talk about guys who don't disappoint that you didn't expect anything from. Without a doubt, I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, honestly, God, one of the best guys we've ever met. Two yes. is, I was shocked at his football knowledge. Shocked. Right. Shocked that he knew the draft better than no fucking ego. Kuiper. No. No ego. Funniest laugh. Quickest yeah. laugh. Yeah. Rick Willis wrote something last night because I was pretty bummed to hear that Mike had passed. And Rick said that when they worked together at KUSI, Mike, Mike would 
would air check with them yeah. all the time. Oh, that's cool. To just say, hey, this is what I really like. Have you thought about doing this? Have you thought about doing that? It's just encouragement. Stop throwing the paper at the goddamn lens, Rick. God dang it, Rick. <laughs> um, but Dave mentioned it. He, Michael loved the NFL. Yeah. And so he, he would come by and just hang out. And there were so many nights because he just had time to kill between the 6.30 and the 11. Yeah. And we were 7 to 10. And he would just come hang out. And I was like, you want to go on? He's like, I just want to hang. And a lot of nights you come in and just talk. And Dave's so right. I I just, I I know a lot of you don't remember him, don't know him. He was such an impactful guy. He was such a, a polarizing guy and such an insanely nice person. And when Ted was here, we had talked about, have you, have you seen Mike Tuck? And we talked about the chemistry between those two guys. Mike's been really sick for at least... 15 years. Is that what they 2007 said? 2007 when he had the stroke. Yeah. And unfortunately, there were times when I reached out to the family and we were pretty shut down, yeah. which disappointed me. Um, but each family has the opportunity to do what they want to do. I spoke to Mike one time on the phone. It's got to be eight, nine years ago. And as somebody wrote the voice is what you remember and the voice wasn't anywhere there but it was just nice to tell him how much he meant to me and that i loved him and that you know i appreciate him and and that kind of thing but when i was texting with ted last night because ted was here in 2020 during covid before they had gone back and i said have you seen mike talk and he said no and i said to him last night did you ever get a chance because no we never reconnected that's what i was gonna ask you never never got a chance to reconnect but but um for me, what I had the chance to tell Ted last night was, I said, look, man, you got to understand, the guy who moved here in 81 started there in 95. And I said, understanding that station and the impact you had, I said, the idea that I can call both of you guys friends is by far the nicest thing and the coolest thing for me at KFMB. Yeah, TV news has changed so dramatically. Like, And, and you know, Kathleen Bade and, and I have become very good friends, She's I think, awesome. over the last year. I, we've known Kathleen forever, but since she did that story on Jake, uh, she checks in all the time. And she says all the time to me that, you know, people don't watch the way they used to. Yeah. And I brought up Michael Tuck to somebody today who's 40 years old. Oh, yeah. No idea what I was talking no. about. And I was like, man, I go back in the day, just like Jeff said at the beginning, you knew all the main anchors if Everybody. they were killing it. Like, I can tell you when I lived in, in Nashville, Dan Miller was the guy. Yeah. You know? And Dan Miller went to try to do CBS in L.A. Yeah. Same place where Michael Tuck was. They might have fired Dan for Michael Tuck. No, they fired Lampley because I said to Mike one time, and I can probably share this story, because yeah. I said Jim Lampley had been doing the news with his wife, Bree Walker. Yeah. And... They drew no Jim really good at sports, but then they tried to move him to news, and we love Lampley. But I said to Mike one day, just bullshitting, "Hey, what was it like working with Bree Walker?" That's fine, other than the fact I had to climb over Lampley's fucking carcass every night. <laughs> I remember that line. <laughs> and uh, but we, I think the thing that was really really great was. And I know there's going to be a thousand eye rolls right now, but we had both spent time in LA. We know LA. Yeah. My dad to this night, probably tonight, will go to the Rainbow. My dad's 80 years old, still loves the Rainbow. May not stay as late as he did last night, but he'll go. <laughs> and uh, so 
we would talk to Mike about, you know, hey, going here and going there. And he would just share stories about what it was like. He lived with Michael Buffer. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. For a couple of years. And anybody who knows Michael Buffer, you realize Buffer and Tuck really looked like they could be brothers. Yeah. And I was like, what was that like? What do you think that was like? A wild night every night. Too bad I didn't know you guys. I would have invited you over. I have no doubt he would have. Yes. Um, but just, uh, yeah. And Dave, I was saying he loved Charger football. And so he lived in Del Mar. I lived in either Cardiff or La Costa. And he would say to me, like, stop by and go like, hey, man, I'm going to UCSD tomorrow. You want to go? I go, Yeah. So we'd go and just hang out at Chargers training camp at UCSD, sit there. And I, I wrote this on social media. There was just one day I remember where I, it's just Mike and I just sitting there and I just started laughing. And he's like, what's up? And I said, you got to understand, Mike. I said, I grew up in this town. I grew up watching you on eight. I'd watch perspective every night. And I said, the idea we're sitting here, I go, sorry, man, this is really cool for me. And he just, he was just a guy, man. He was just a, a guy's guy. And I'm sure there's some things he did in his life that he would have liked to have back. I know there were relationships that didn't end as well. None of my business. But I, I just, Dave, I know for you, but for me, really having been here, he just was such an impactful guy on me. And I'm so thankful that he was our friend because he did. He loved the show. He loved us. And he, uh, it was really fun being his friend. Oh, he was great. Can we tell American Gladiator story? Uh, I, I I don't know that I could tell he, that story. He wasn't he wasn't married at the time. Uh, I I can't do that. One. Oh, that's a great one. I know. Catch me uh, when we next time we do a live show. We'll turn the mics <laughs> off, and I'll tell you the American Gladiator story. There are, that, there are a million of them, but man, he, the stuff he shared with us, and I hate to say it, if we, we aren't going to share, share all of his stuff on there because again, it's. His story, but holy shit, man, hysterical. The guy was hysterical. Well, the story came out a year ago when uh, Kylie Richards, right? That's her name, right? Yeah. She's on with Andy Cohen, and she says that before she married the guy who she's married to now, she was engaged to Mike. Yeah. She was like 25. Now, now that's where he would have been... Dave, I, I think about everything that we did. Yeah, there's probably a good 23-year-old, 23 23-year 23 age difference in those two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mike was 76. Oh, yeah, there's more than that. Maybe 25-year. Yeah, yeah, he passed away at 76. Yeah. So is she 50? Yeah, she's a little bit over 50, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But he would have been, like, I just, we've, we're thankful for everybody that's come down here. Some of my favorite shows that we've done in this garage, Darren Smith was amazing. Kaplan was amazing, right? Ernie and and Mike and all the different guys that have come in and shared their stories. Sam Bass. Yeah. Incredible, right? Like, just guys that have come in. Ted was outstanding. But goddamn, Dave, like, I just wish Mike would have been in good health where he could have come down and told stories about being the guy and and shared the stories uh, with this audience about what his life was like because buddy he squeezed every ounce of life out of it didn't he yeah, yeah he did kylie richards 53 by the way um he absolutely did disappointed i'm sorry that ted wasn't able to to reach out to him and, and you know he said he had stuff to say to him that he regretted when he was in the garage with us um sorry that he didn't get a closure on that whole deal um kathleen 
yeah, wrote a great story that. last night that said when uh, when we were all at KFMB together, uh, she said she hadn't been there long, and Mike said to her like they they barely knew each other. Kathleen, let me ask you something. Am I as good looking as I think I am? And she said, <laughs> I was on right then. And she said, God, we, we had a great time. And he loved working with those. He, yeah, he loved did. working with Kathleen, loved Barbara Lee. Um, yeah. But he just, uh, man. Yeah. For, for old time San Diegans that remember, like he was, dude, he was a badass. You know what's amazing to me is, like people used to say to Jeff and I all the time when we started out, how in the hell do two guys at your age, that young, get on a station like KFMB? Right. Like, that doesn't happen in this business. Right. Well, I'm looking at Tuck, and I'm doing the math of his career, and I'm going, this guy was an anchor in Philadelphia in his 20s. Yeah. And he came was, here. Came here in his early 30s. Yeah. And you go, wow. I mean, this guy, he had it from the beginning for him to be in these markets at yeah. that young of an age. I mean, it's very rare to sit there and anchor the nightly news. Uh, Channel 10, I can remember at that time, Jack White did kind of middays. Yeah. And Harold Green was, you know, eventually ended up in L.A. too. But Harold Green was kind of the 5 o'clock guy. And, you know, I think a lot of people look at Harold. And there's 10,000 people that try to claim Ron Burgundy was based on them. It was based on Harold Green. No doubt about it. The hair, the mustache, yeah. whole thing. And, and Mike ran circles around them. And then at 39, which he didn't really get very well, but it was more Gino. Laura Buxton was over there. Marty Levine ended up over there after being at Channel 8. Hal Clement was at 10 for a while. All these different guys were doing it. And Mike crushed them. Mike was the guy. And with Ted, like that team. And, and I don't know. I mean, credit to Clark Anthony or, or Allison Ross for, for their role. But to me, the ones that were the impact every night, you wanted to watch what Tuck and Lightner were going to do together because they were so funny and, and Tuck would crush Ted about his marriages and his divorce. He'd just crush him right on the air. No problem at all. Hey, what are you doing? You got plenty of time. Not a lot of money. <laughs> oh, thanks. And, uh, but, no, man, for, for anybody that was here and remembers yeah. Mike, uh, just, yeah, that one hurt, man. That yeah. one definitely hurt. I'm with you, though, on the on the friend thing, where it's, you know, very proud of the relationship we had with Michael Tuck. I'm really sorry that he spent his last 15 years miserable. I, I don't know, because I did. I reached out and tried to make contact. I We have a friend that was in a relationship, and I tried reaching out through them numerous times to say, hey, I just want to see my friend. I just want to go visit him. I'm not going to judge him. I'm not going to take pictures. I just want to go see my friend and tell him I'm thinking of. And every every uh, effort I made got shut down. Yeah. And so you do that. But it just, uh, it's a drag. But it, it ends up being what it is. What are you going to do? But yeah, uh, rest easy, Mike. Uh, but Dave, you mentioned KFMB. And what was really cool last night was writing that and a lot of the friends that we had at kfmb um paid their their respects to mike including stacy taylor oh wow and stacy's facing open heart surgery if he hasn't already had it but i said to him dave what i know you feel the same thing is when we got there and young guys in 95 fuck and no left from right 
And to go into that station and and Mike, Mike, Mike wasn't there yet. Uh, Mike wasn't there yet in 95. I think, um, I don't even know. Maybe Hal? Maybe Hal and Denise were anchoring the news. I don't know. But Ted was there. Okay. And then radio-wise, it was Hudson and Bauer and Ted and, uh, and Stacy and Chuck Fritch and then all the people in the newsroom, Cliff Albert. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but Ray Lucia and a bunch of guys that were... Yeah. And they all were... And then on the FM... I mean, for us, when they flipped it, when we got there, it was the all-female lineup, right? Sean and Donna, Smiley was there, Dominica, hey. And then, uh, but then they changed, <laughs> they changed, and Jeff and Jer came in, new guy came in, Jagger and Christy yeah. came in, Tom Russell was over there, and... For us to be in the middle of all that with yeah. Dave Sniff and Tracy Johnson, goddamn, it was great. Absolute blast every day. Yeah. You know what's funny, man? Laura Kane? Yeah. It's, uh, and her two new friends, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's so funny. People say to me all the time, like, you remember, you remember these names that I wouldn't be able to pull out. I mean, yeah. it's pretty, pretty funny. But you realize how quickly time goes by oh yeah like as i said i talked to someone that grew up in this city that had no idea what the fuck i was talking about today and mm -hmm. i'm going that was the guy but it just yeah. shows you how things change dramatically not only the the fact that people don't watch local tv people don't listen to local radio and the, and no. the i mean the, the numbers show i mean you're talking on a lot of shows it's less than a thousand people are listening uh, to the radio yeah in a city this big it's it's pretty amazing that these mediums. Did we talk about the newspaper all the time? Yeah, people aren't reading the newspaper. They don't no. get the newspaper. They're not. And what's, reading. The, and what's the newspaper like? Two seventy-seven a day. Yeah, it's crazy. But I'll say this: the Union Tribune. And by the way, our pal Jay Posner is retiring. Yeah, I saw that. Been there a long time, and just uh, as good a dude as there is. Who's always, as the editor of that sports section, has always tried to do right by the fans always has tried to do right by the fans and tried to cover everything in town when not having a lot of space for for print but going out and getting Bryce Miller and bringing him in and and the moves that he did like Posner's Posner's great and when you get the Union Tribune Dave there are days I bought it like I bought it after I I have the digital access like you have yeah. But there's days when you want the physical paper. And I went out and bought one for me and my son the day after the Soto trade. And and Where do you go? Where do you go to buy it? Oh, it's at 7-Eleven every day. Really? Union Tribune's there. But you can't get the LA Times. Yeah. But I wanted to get the LA Times because that was also the night that Vin passed away. Yeah. And Dave, the LA Times, my dad got me one in LA. And the sports section is on the back of the California section. Yeah. They share... Like, what happened to the L.A. Times? But the Union Tribune, I mean, if you're a Padre fan, and day-to-day -day coverage, man, between Kevin and Jeff Sanders, uh, like, I really like it. Uh, Ziegler on, on college sports is solid. Uh, Bryce, right? It used to be, though, you saw a newspaper in almost every driveway. There's not oh, one yeah. newspaper in anybody's driveway. No. No. I mean, I, I walk an hour every morning at 6. I never see a newspaper. Well, the guy who used to deliver, because I used to like getting it, at my house, but the guy who delivered in, he'd show up at 1030 in the morning. Hey, fuck face. Hey, fuck. <laughs> my day's almost over. 
Okay, asshole. Fuck face. What? The bet. <laughs> the bet. Oh my mm. gosh. All right, I gotta ask you before we move on to other stuff about uh Fernando. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I, fi- I find it fascinating right now. He has one teammate that is is defending him. Profar? Profar. <laughs> He's the, the the guy. By the way, I want to get into Profar too. But he has one teammate that's defending him, and that's Profar. And you sit there and you look around, just like some of the stuff we talked about the other day. There are a lot of people in Major League Baseball that are really upset because not that there's a guy in baseball that got caught. It's the guy yeah. that was the young guy that's supposed to be the new face of baseball. Yeah. Did this. And there's, there's very little forgiveness. And the, the fact that he got caught last Friday and it's Thursday and he finally had the meeting with Preller today, you go, what the fuck? What have you been doing? Yeah. Right? You're going, what the hell? He still Hi, hasn't Matt. spoken to his teammates. Yeah. And going, you know, I understand if they're on the road and you don't want to catch up with them. But, dude, they're back home. How are you not there today? How are you not walking through that locker room, handshake to handshake of every guy, looking him in the eye and, and, and talking to each guy? I wonder if they want him in there right now. I'm sure. Maybe they, they want a little time to, to you know, could, well, be a little, could be. Could be a little too pissed off to, to yeah. deal with them and say, we'll see you in the spring. I mean, yeah. what, do you, what do you say? It's just the thing is so interesting to me. Not only I really don't care nationally what people think. Yeah, because you look at this team and they're they are fighting for their playoff lives. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers did them no help today by losing it yeah, to the right. Brewers. But you sit there and you go, "Fuck, man!" Everyone is thinking everything's coming together now. Yeah, and you go, you know, "Fuck, Fernando." And that, that's where yeah. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of fans are that way too. Major League Baseball, I guess, has a policy that you aren't supposed to market players that are on the suspended list, and so. Everything at Petco Park's been taken down. You know, you've been yeah, told. bobbleheads are changing. Good luck with the bobbleheads. How many people chuck those bobbleheads on the fucking field? That's what I'm saying. It's no, they got rid idea. of it. Yeah, they get that's rid what of the I'm promotion. saying. Yeah. You, you, yeah it, it's too, too big of a gamble, though, if you didn't get rid of the promotion. That's a hell of a play by Kim, dude. Yeah. Kim's played great. Yeah. It played absolutely great. So Kim's, we're watching the game right now in the eighth inning. Kim's played a great shortstop the whole year. Which Padre do you think leads the team in errors? Oh, that's funny. Which uh, Traditionally, it should be the shortstop. It should be. I'll say Hosmer. It, well, he doesn't count. I don't know what Hosmer had when he left. That's a good question. I don't know what Hosmer had when he left here. Current Padres. Current Padres. Cronenworth? It's Machado. Now, we know Machado's great. My point yeah. is, that's how good Kim has been. Yeah. You, you know, see what I'm saying? Kim has been so good this year that his defense has kept him below Machado. And that's, that's crazy from the shortstop position. You just don't see that across baseball that I don't care if you're Barry Larkin or anybody, you're going to make errors. Yeah. It's uh, pretty wild reading the national tonight about Kim and the way he's starting to hit, starting to bring in the average up. He's hit 314 over the last couple of months. Hits left, he's great. Yeah, and the thing that's, that's pretty cool about it is uh, like just his approach. Like They really loved him last year when he was hitting 202. Um and he couldn't hit, but defensively he was playing well. Oh, that's so close. And the so, pressure is off him, I think, yeah. now in that it's his position the rest of the year. With no Abrams. Yeah. No Abrams there or anything else. Um, but, yeah, he's he's been fun. Plus, he, they love it here. So, again, it's funny, like, you look at Profar, right? $7 million guy. There are times when we're like, what? <laughs> but, I mean, you go, okay. I mean, he has a chance to opt out. I don't know that he will. Kim in, in today's major league salaries, I mean, $7 million for Kim or $20 million for Myers? Who yeah, can't well, even say, yeah, the Myers thing is ridiculous. You're listening Padres Radio Network. What? 
What did you just say? <laughs> Listen to it every day. Hi, I'm Will Myers. You're listening Padres Radio Network. <laughs> They're listening to the Padres Radio Network. <laughs> See, Boston is all over Hosmer already. But the Boston fans aren't on the way the Padre fans run them. They just want them out. Don't put them in the lineup. Ugh. They can't stand them. The Red Sox fans can't stand them already. Already. Because they thought they were getting the Royals Hosmer. They had no idea they were getting well, the Padres Hosmer. Where have they been? Yeah, well, they in a submarine? Shit. They've <laughs> they been go, in that cave? They go to sleep. The games in Boston start at 10 10 or whatever yeah. the fuck. They've been in a cave with that teenage soccer team? <laughs> fuck are you doing? A bunch of assholes. <laughs> They're completely unhappy with that deal right now that they have Hosmer. My dad it's, sent me a story tonight that the three guys of, uh, guilty of murdering Whitey Bulger are up on trial. I'm like, you're already in fucking prison. Like, well, where are you yeah, going to put them? Exactly. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, you guys got 50, and guess what? Now you got another five years. Feel good about yourself? Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, I love that the stupid-ass Red Sox fans are stunned that Hosmer sucks. That he sucks. Sucks. They're, they're extremely upset. It's pretty funny to watch if you pay attention to that stuff. But if you're a Padre fan that hated Hosmer, got news for you. They fucking hate him there, too. Hate his guts. It's absolutely in, insane. But uh, so you, anyway, you're looking at this Padre team, disappointing road trip. The thing I was going to bring up about Profar mm-hmm. is the guys who want to give him a pass on yelling at Cam oh, in the wrong so spot. Bad. Dude, he 100% dared Rojas to go to third. He did. Don't give me that bullshit. He had no problem throwing the ball in the third. He said, go. I dare you yes. to go. Don't say, I've never seen a fielder go, I need my cutoff man before I throw the ball. Right. Don't give that bullshit. He pulled the ego. Yeah. Go ahead. You want to run on me? Watch this. I'm going to throw you out. And he couldn't. He couldn't. Noodle arm. So don't sit there and defend that. I'm telling you, it's left field. It's not right field or center. Yeah. It's left fucking field. He had no problem getting it to Teammates third. Teammates called him out. And that's the thing that the yeah. the people that want to defend that it was who was yelling at Kim who was in the wrong spot. Fine, you don't need that fucking Dude, guy. Kim's not in the wrong spot. Watch the guy play. He knows yeah. how to play defense. He plays short, it's plays ridiculous. third. He knows where to go. It's stupid. It, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And even if he threw the ball away to third, guess what? The pitcher's standing right there. The pitcher's backing it up. You're fine. But he didn't throw it away. He just he, he dared him and he fucking lost. I'm not going to put up with this Korean slander. <laughs> what are you talking about? Going after my guy Kim. I'm not putting up with yeah, that there shit. There you go. And then how about that coaches show? Did I not tell you on Sunday that show would be off the charts this week? Yes. My God. We live amongst these people. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. I think we've honestly helped this show out. Good. I think honest to God, I think we've helped this show out. We've told you it's can't miss. I I swear to God, John Katera is the nicest guy in this town, and he is by a mile the most patient guy in this town. I sit there and listen to those calls, and he's so nice to everybody. I'm like, John, how do you not just reach through there and just throttle it? Braden makes no effort at all. These clips, I think Braden is upset that he wants more airtime. You got to play this one. I Usually I sit there and I cringe every time you want to play something because I think it's going to sound bad. The last one you played came out clear as can be. Okay. You got to play this one the way you <clears throat> held the phone last time because it worked perfect. Yeah. It's the best. This is the best thing I've heard on radio in a year. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Hang on. This is from yesterday. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're, you're not... Hold on, you went all the way to the Whoa. end. Hey, Brayden, you want to get to today's coach's corner a little bit? Oh, we can if you want. Wow. 
I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I mean, if you're, you're not motivationally ready to go... What is that word? Modal. You're not motivationally ready to go... Man, listen to this fucking Braden. <laughs> listen to this shit. Oh, we can if you want. Wow, thanks. He clearly is not motivationally ready to go. Fucking Braden. You goddamn little anchor. But play it all the way. Play it all the way through. Play it all the way through. Hang on. When he gives him the option. Yeah, hang on. I got to go back to shit. <laughs> Chris and Escondido, welcome to the John Quintero Show. How are you? Hey, Braden, you want to get to today's coach's corner a little bit? Braden, wake up. Oh, we can if you want. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're, you're not motivationally ready to go and passionate about it, I can keep taking a lot of these phone calls. Yeah, let's go back to the phone calls. <laughs> Chris and Escondido, welcome to the John Quintero Show. How are you? What the fuck like, are we doing there? And what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I'm trying to give you airtime. Yeah. My young sidekick. Yeah, wake it up. Wake up. You know, the other day, <laughs> we said we put our reputations on the line by saying you're good. Not like that. That's shit. No wonder fucking uh, Odyssey's firing people all over the country. Dude, how about that? How did the Green Bay Packers fire basically everybody? Leroy Butler just got yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Just got in the Hall of Fame. You, you and your jacket get the fuck out of here. Like, Thank Packer football's about to start. They fired everybody. Yeah. And Vegas did, too. Yeah. That, uh, was, that was crazy. Major, major cuts. Yeah, ugly. But uh, coaches showed the thing, like I said, Dave, while I love it, is... John's such a good dude, and they do talk Padre baseball. And the funny thing is, right, the pods are relevant for the first time in a long time. And so you've got people that are new fans, and you've got longtime fans, right? They didn't have these problems when Khalil Green was here. Khalil Green was here. <laughs> right? They get every name screwed up. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, how much Crown Royal have you inhaled today, you fucking drunk? Because that's the thing. Like, There were so many times when I would be called in after a show, and it would be like, you don't have to yell at these guys. And I was like, yes, I do. Everybody in their car is like, who is this idiot? Well, you could just tell them, hey, I don't know that anybody agrees. With no, not doing that. They're dumb. We're hanging up on them. And so I just, I come out. They screwed up everything. Coach should still be noon to three. Because there are days when I don't go to lunch till like 1.30, 1.45. And then I just get the end of the show. Hey. Wanted... <laughs> and, uh, but goddamn, John is so, he's so patient with those guys. I will say this. For a guy who does a solo show, that show goes fast to me. It does. It's a fast four hours. There are guys who do two shows. It seems like two, there are two guys on a four-hour show, and they're dying for the last hour. Yes. John, John brings his energy. He brings his upbeat personality. And he listens to every one of these morons in this town and gives them a forum, lets them go way too long, and Dave, there are days when there's a sandwich shop literally right across the street from my office that's fine. I will drive to the one like eight miles away just to get 10 minutes of coach and, and try to get two or three callers in. 
it never disappoints. <laughs> like it never disappoints. Oh and, my gosh. And I just said, I've said it forever. Darren's one of my favorite guys. The show that he did down here was one of my favorite. I don't know what the thinking is on his show right now. What do I know? But I, I don't want to listen to Formula One. I don't care about the loyal. I just Darren's a great baseball guy too. Like really good baseball guy. And maybe he does it. I think he's bored. Might be. I mean, I don't know how you can be bored when this Padre team is playing better than ever. And Marty gets great sound bites. Yeah. Like Marty hustles, does the whole thing. But I tune in, and maybe it's just when I'm in the car at one or one thirty, and it God, it feels like it's the loyal or it's Will Brinson, Formula One, Formula One with Jackie Stewart or whoever the fuck that guy is. I gotta listen to and Phil Liggett, you know, Tour de France. They right, they got him in. They got you know, cornhole guy. <laughs> He's on. <laughs> got a guy from London breaking down snooker. They got the slap fight announcer. It's all this shit I don't want to listen to. And then I just go right down the dial. Yeah, let's go to... Who's that? Steven Coronado? Yeah. That dink? Yeah. Is Steve the one that wanted him to Skype? Yes. get any better my favorites when coach talks in third person i don't know what's going on Braden. nobody wants to talk to the coach today nobody wants to bench the coach <laughs> coach it's because we're all just comatose after listening to these assholes you put on the air <laughs> we uh there's a great ted leitner story that i'm going to tell if ted ever hears this he'll deny it but he's absolutely full of shit it's 100 percent true so when I booked for Hank and Kevin, Dave Sniff was our program director. It's before you and I went on the air. And Sniff said, listen, I need you to screen calls for Ted's show because there was a guy that was doing it and Ted would bust his balls and then the guy got his feelings hurt. So I was like, okay, but I got to book my show. It's fine. Ted's fine with it. Well, that was a huge lie from Dave Sniff. Yeah. So I'd be in there trying to book whoever. Hey, National, sort of. National Baseball writer, Scott Miller. Hey, what the hell are you doing in there? I got a show. I got a book. That's my real job. I'm not paid to sit here, screen calls for this shit show. <laughs> so I've said this. I would yell at Ted every show because I'd put up there very clearly, you know, Steve Coronado. Coronado, you there? And there'd be this five-second pause, and I'd lose my shit. Just say his name! What? Eh. I go, God damn it. The guy, for two seconds, you're the number one guy in this town. Can you act like for a second you're interested in talking to Steve so we don't have nine seconds of dead air? Bankers Hill, you there? Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! You're 100% right. Because I used to, when he was at the stadium... Yes. I would sit next to him. Yes. You would tell me in my ear to write all the names down. Right. And it would say Steve Coronado, clear as can be. And then I'd lose my shit. And right? it, yeah, always, every time I laugh my ass off. I had the headset on, I'm laughing my so, ass off. And I'm looking at him like, dude, you aren't Larry King. And I said it to him <laughs> all the time. That's what I said to him every time. This isn't the Larry King show. <laughs> Delmar, you there? Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. So then he'd say, oh, that's the best. So then Ted would say, what are you doing? I said, I'm working for the show where we actually acknowledge people. 
or make him feel good about themselves that he would like that. So, but this fucking Ted, this fucking guy, John Dean and I had a running joke that we could put, um, you know, Al in Los Angeles, the world is flat, okay? Uh, Bob in Benita, Hitler did some good things, right? Uh, Jack off a car phone, best place to spend a Friday night. And then we'd have Mary in Monrovia, 98 years old, Ted fan, don't take her. Monrovia, you there? Uh, hello? Hey, what's going on? I was just hoping I could talk to Ted. And I look at him. Can you, can you read the board? <laughs> God damn it. All this is 100% true. All this is 100% true. It's always like I'm going for the ego every time. He went for the ego every time. John Dean and I, would, I swear to God, Dave, we would sit in there for those two hours. And then that was right when Ted was, I told Ted this, when he was going through, you know, separation. And he'd get a call on the hotline. And I'd be like, hey, we're in the middle of a show. I need to talk to him. Da. Diener. I better give him the call. I don't want to give him the call. Ted, hotline. Da. So they'd be talking. You know, music playing, Ray Charles. Do, 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 do. Uh, Ted, we're coming back five seconds. I'm like, you better fire up a commercial, right? We better fire up. We better have something ready to go. We got Hudson and Bauer for anybody. Glenn Erath. Glenn Erath. Hey, Ted, we're back. Do, 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 Just fucking playing. Ted just said that. I'm like, oh, you fucking play a promo for my show. I'm not doing that. He just fucking hanged that phone up. Hard. You bang that phone into the. I know. Oh, my God. But I swear. That handset right into the side of the phone as hard as he could. Swear to God, Dave, working with Ted. I think I did that for two years. And shit, I'd been producing. Hank will kill me if he ever hears this shit. But it's 100. You know this is true. I'd been producing Hank and Kevin's show for like at least a year and a half. And I was on Ted's show for like two weeks. Because he would always, like John Dean's just the nicest guy going. Ted, Ted would just bust my balls all the time. So I could fuck with him and give it back. But he was so much fun. It was so great to be on there. And I was on that show for, like, I don't think I'd been on there two weeks. And I got like 10 calls from people. When did Sarah Kaifen be? Oh, wow. 19 months ago. <laughs> but, but Ted, that afternoon show was so fun. And then when Hutto died, uh, Ted got moved to mornings. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I don't know how he did that. man. Right? And yeah. then you and I, that's eventually when we had moved on air. And he was great. Because I would just go in, read the sports, and and I never uh, the guy Mark Halda had done it before us. Oh, that's right. And Halda, Halda's great dude, but Mark would try to engage with Ted. And when I was in there, when you were in there for that seven minutes, 
we figured out the rule really quick. Like, don't engage with Ted. Yeah. It's his chance to just, you know, catch his breath, read the paper, find what he wants to do next. So what Frank Anthony and I would do is we would always just end, you know, we'd read, you know, play a John Sterling highlight. I'd always find every guy, baseball. That he was in competition with? That, yeah, like that he had no time yeah. for, right? Every play-by-play announcer hates every other play-by-play announcer. Right, but then there were certain guys, Joe Angel, you can kiss it bye-bye. <laughs> and he'd, he'd fucking throw the paper down. <laughs> That's uh, Marlon's announcer, Joe Angel, WQAM. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so Frank and I would just fuck with Ted every day and find all these guys, and then we'd find Sterling, you know? It is high! It... That's a real... Uh, where do you call it down the middle, John? Where do you call it down the middle? Uh, dude, just the greatest, man. He, you know what's funny is... That show started, Ted show would start at 6 in the morning when yeah. you and I were doing sports on his show. Ugh, too early. And then he would walk in whenever the fuck he'd walk in. But it was dark a lot of times in the morning at that Dude, time. Dude, he'd done the Padre game yeah. the night yeah. before. Yes. Yeah, but he would, like, you're used to seeing Ted kind of put together. You saw him on TV. Yeah. At the time, he was doing TV twice, a day, twice right? He did TV. Yeah. He had Driving his radio from show. from Santa Fe. Yep. He had the Padres, the Chargers, and the Aztecs. He had everything. Yeah. And he was busting his ass. And you're like, how do you do it? And but man, in that morning, being a father and, to but, kids, yeah, a lot of them, yeah. And he would come in, man, and he'd be like, not the Ted you see on TV. Like yeah. he, he'd walk in with like orange Oklahoma State sweatpants, yeah, and a burgundy Oklahoma sweatshirt, yeah. <laughs> and hairs disheveled, but crushed it every show. He did. Man. He killed it. He had crushed had it. great shows, and but it was so funny not seeing the Ted that everyone else sees. First time you know you see it. God, he, uh, it's just the thing, man. It's like I was saying to him last night. I'm like, I mean, look, I, I've said to you guys, there yeah. was a situation about five weeks ago where I look at my phone, like, figure this out, Dave. I look at my phone, and it's Ted. And it's Ted saying, hey, have you read Don Winslow's new book, City on Fire? And I'm like, this is so insanely cool for me, right? Like, and I said to Ted, because I know Don, I tell this story about Don? So I met Don Winslow yeah. a few years ago. We interviewed him. And Ted's a huge fan. So Ted, when Ted was still doing the games, I was trying to get in contact with Don because Ted wanted to bring him down to the booth. And for whatever reason, I could never get an answer. But I don't have Don's phone number. Yeah, I just contact him through social media, and he would come on here or do other things. Ted was convinced that I had Don, Don's phone number and I wouldn't give it to him. He finally figured it out. I was like, Ted, I wouldn't do that to you. Like, I'd give you anything I had. I don't have Don's number. But, um, yeah, Dave, like five weeks ago, man, I, I get a text and it's Ted. He goes, have you read City on Fire? And I said, no, I want to get it. I haven't read it yet. He goes, I'm sending it to you. And Ted sends me Don's book. And it's what I was saying to him last night. Like, it really... Like, when I think back about these yeah. stories and how funny it was to, to be part of that show and how great Ted has been to us forever and still is, like, it's just, I said to him, I said, I hope you know how much your friendship means to me, man, because it, it's remembering when you were a kid and playing the hockey fights yeah. and, do, and listening to Padre games and listening to him with Mark Larson and then, you know, I mean, I obviously know Ted way better than I knew Mike, and I love Mike Tuck, but fuck, man, I love Ted because he is just, yeah, Ted's I, the greatest, and I to this nothing, day is the greatest. I have nothing bad to say about Ted. There are a lot of people you and I have worked with that 
I just won't say anything nice about you know, right. when people ask me about them. I, in, in reality, off there, I thought a lot of people were assholes. wasn't a fan of a lot of people. More that I disliked than I liked. I have nothing negative to say about Ted. Uh, when I walked Ted in. Ted was always great to me. Ted did this, man. It was cool. This, was, this is what was cool. And I think when we left there in KFMB, we were asked to sign a petition to break the union. And we weren't going to do it. And I don't know. In hindsight, maybe we should have. David just bought a house, had kids. But I was thinking about all of the guys that we've talked about tonight that meant so much to us. And they were going to get fucked over. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I kept thinking of guys like Frank Anthony. And yeah, John Kalia. Remember yeah. John Kalia? How great. And, and, you know, all the other guys that we said. And I remember I was doing sports with Ted and we would talk about it every morning because he knew that petition was going around. And, uh, and I think there were a lot of people from both TV and radio FM that were looking at, I mean, Jeff and Jerry signed that thing. Sorry to out those guys. Yeah, it's fine. But they're making a lot of money. They yeah. signed it. Estelle uh, signed it. Like, they were, Kraska yeah. signed it. I mean, we've, we've done yeah. this. So I'm not, I'm not pounding it. But we were not the highest guys on the depth chart. We were making good dough, but we weren't the highest by any means. And they, we they were, needed the numbers. They needed our signatures. They needed ours to put it over. And that's what everybody was looking at is what were Dave and Jeff going to do. And I'm doing sports with Ted in the morning. And I remember coming in. He said, so where you at? And I said, we're not signing we decided not to sign. And he said, well, I'm proud of you. And you just punched your ticket out of here. Yeah. And, and he was right. Yeah. And so did he. He knew it too. Yeah. He knew. And I Hank mean, did. Yeah. And Hank was out. And yeah, but, he, he knew. I mean, he knew that because of that, Kraska was going to get his job. He knew yeah. that Kraska was going to be the new sports director and, and all that. But you know, at the same time, Ted, and, and Ted is 100% b- believes it as far as the union. Remember, he did the union commercials all the oh, time. Always did. Yeah. And I know it would have been extremely hypocritical, but that that is Ted. I mean, yeah. think about it. Ted had major bills. He had he had yeah. ex wives and kids all over the place, and that's a lot of fucking money that he walked away from. But we, you know, the thing that I think for you and for me, again, not to go too far down that rabbit hole, we've already done it. But you know, we could go down to the Padres and see Tony yeah. and Ashby and all those guys that found out the story. And realized at our age, we we're pretty young. And we stood up for something we believed in. Yeah. We got cut. And that's when Glenn Geffner said, your credential will always be good. Yeah. And we went down. And, and the thing is, Dave, like that I think, and, and I, I wonder if you agree, we always had a good relationship with Ted. Yeah, that locked it. And I feel like we had a good relationship with Hank. It absolutely got locked in at that point. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I'm proud of that. That's fine with me. We ended up fine. Everything worked out fine. KFMB is fine. Uh, today, got a great uh, Chris Gras. Shout out to Chris Gras from Channel 8. Was so nice. Uh, I think called you. He called me. But sent me a message. Yeah, he was looking for you. Yeah, and said, hey, man, uh, we want to put you on Channel 8 this morning. Get a second to come on Channel 8. We want to talk to Tease. And I follow Chris on social media and Eric uh, Carnhart. and. Yeah. I followed those guys and I said, hey, man, I'm sorry, I can't. I've got responsibilities at Upper Deck, but I really appreciate you reaching out. And uh, I just thought that was cool. So I just, you know, Carlo's still there and, and a bunch of our buddy Todd Villalobos is still there. Johnny Howard's still there. So, no, man, I, I love KFNB. I'll always love those guys. And plus, they did a really cool tribute to Mike last night. That was good. Yeah, I watched it. Actually, I taped that one. Just I wanted to see what they were going to do. That's, uh, that's cool. He deserved it. Mike definitely deserved it. 
Hey, want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is a guy that will help you get out of debt. Very important right now. So many people, unfortunately, are finding themselves back in debt. Right when you thought you might have beat it, all of a sudden things have changed dramatically for you the last few months. Dan's here to help. Don't waste any more time. Give Dan a call. Let him help you out. 858-688-6813. Dave, there's never been a more important time to get your finances together because we look at inflation. We look at gas prices going up, right? We look at what the housing market's doing, everything else. But the one thing is the little things that probably a lot of us take for granted happened to us yesterday. We yep. had a we had a all staff meeting and we were told, listen, we're trying to do everything we can and insurance companies are raising their rates like crazy and all of us are looking at a pretty significant increase for our monthly deduction for our health insurance. Well, I could tell you 3 weeks ago tomorrow Jesus. I needed it, man, when I was laid out going into surgery and all everything is going up the cost of everything is going up and you need to make sure that your finances are straight it's the borrow smart repay smart idea that dan teaches you so that as things continue to fluctuate you'll be able to ride the wave give dan a call tell him dave and jeff sent you 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. I want to mention Brian Curry as well. Don't forget, if you're looking for a home, you're looking to basically make the most money out of the home you currently have. Brian's your guy. Also, if you're looking for that new neighborhood, he's the guy as well. Very proud of uh, Brian Curry, our relationship with him as well. Exciting time for the Curry family. Yes. In the paper the other day, talking about Dylan Curry right in there. Ah, as far as guys to, guys to watch, quarterback at Poway. Brian and his family, just great people. But look, he's been in the community a long time, 25 to 30 years that he's been selling real estate throughout the San Diego County market. He's the guy you need to talk to when it comes to getting the most for your home and finding the new home. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. There's so many different options. Whether you want to buy a single family home, do you want to buy a condominium? Do you want to go downtown? Do you want to go North County? Do you want to go East County, like Poway, where uh, our friend John Conniff grew up? So many different places, so many different options. You got to make the the decision that's right for you, the one that's right for your family. And the one who can help you do that is Brian Curry, who's been in the business for more than 20 years, doing it at the absolute highest level and working with Dan Williams, which is great. You can get your finances in order and then find the house that's right for you, the family, the house that's right for your family. Absolutely. Taylor May Pools. Don't forget about Alan Taylor, that perfect pool for you in your backyard. Man, the weather right now, you're going, this is when I need it. It's only going to get warmer. We all know how hot September is. You're going to wish you had called Alan Taylor. Again, Taylor May Pools. Someone said to me yesterday, before I could even think of his name, man, it would be a good time to have an Alan Taylor, Taylor Made Pool. You're damn right it would be. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. And make sure you ask about available financing. Well, I tell you what, there are places that you can drive around San Diego. You got to be kidding. It's fucking Josh Hader. Uh, There are places where you can drive around San Diego and you can be kind of up on a hill. And as you're up on that hill, it gives you the opportunity to look down and maybe you look into one of your neighbor's backyards. And I really, really encourage you to all do what I've done. And if you look down and their pool's not up to standard, I don't even care if you live in that zip code. Park your car, go into the trunk, light a couple of flares so people know you're going to be there, and then just stand up on the hill and look down and just pool shame them. It's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> pool shame them. We don't live in Barstow. Is, is that your line? You yeah. don't live in Barstow? Get your shit together? Get your shit together. The birds are afraid to shit in your pool. 
Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. You have a tailor-made pool in that backyard. People are going to drive by and go, holy cow, what's going on here? Is this where the Olympic trials are being held? That pool's doggone gorgeous. Is this where they're filming the Hugh Hefner movie? With that grotto? My God, look down there. Is that Suzanne Summers? It's all questions your neighbor's going to have when you have a tailor-made pool. Nothing quite like it. Uh, check out our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Under the sponsor page, see for yourself how great those pools look. Absolutely. Kyle Flukers, you want to talk to when it comes to websites, don't forget about all your computer needs right there. Let's get the website going. Make sure it's going in the right direction. Can't thank Kyle Fluger enough for what he did this week. Kyle Fluger said, hey, I got five yes. tickets and two parking passes for tonight's game for the Padres and Nationals, the game that's going on right now donated them to a, for a raffle. Yeah. And so uh, people were able to go through jakesprojects.org, and, and Kyle has been extremely active helping us out on that. And he said, hey, make sure when you mention my name, you're, you're doing everything you can for Jake's Projects as well. Again, 619-500-6621, just a, just a great guy, and he can help you out with your business as well. Uh, so important, and we're encouraging everybody to go to jakesprojects.org, check it out. Because we've been saying it. I mean, my son got his football pants yesterday. Super exciting. But they're not uh, inexpensive. And there's so many kids that need cleats. They need the girdle. They need the pants. They need the belt. Right? All of these different things. And if you have somebody, and that's just for football. We're also talking there's girls playing field hockey, playing lacrosse, doing all kind of volleyball. Uh, uh, Boys or girls. Whoever playing sports, softball and need those equipment, uh, just drop us a note. Let us know. We'll do our best to help them Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Absolutely, we will. Here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We have a couple here. August 17th and 18th. We're going to go from two from the 17th. We're going to go Sean Penn. Ooh, Sean Penn is 61. 62. Pretty good. Uh, $80 million. $70 million. Man, wow. pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good for you. Robert De Niro. Ooh, uh, De Niro. De Niro's gonna be seventy-eight, seventy-nine. Uh, hundred million, five hundred million. Wow! Why is he still making shitty movies? You know what? It's funny. I think he's gotten to the point where he just goes, "I'll do everything." Right? Yeah. He's completely changed from what he used to be. Now he does everything. Yeah. August eighteenth. Here we go. Robert Redford. Oh shit! Uh. Say 82. 86. Uh, shit, I'm going to say 200 million. Exactly right. All right. All right, two more for you. Edward Norton. I'm not an Edward Norton fan at all. No, nah, he doesn't do much. I'll say uh, 55. 53. 53. Uh, 20 million. Dude, it's going to knock your socks off right here. $300 million. How do he make all his money? Dude, he must be producing movies. Oh, that could be, right? Has to be, right? He's not writing them. Yeah. All right, last one. No longer with us. Patrick Swayze. Uh, sorry, call it out. He's the Millie Vanilli. Never saw him sing that song live. I never did either. It's a joke. He should be, I'm sorry. He doesn't need to be called out for it. We can. (laughs) Called out. (laughs) You couldn't have been nicer about Michael Tuck. Now you're calling out Patrick Swayze. He's a fake. He's dead. Yeah, I don't know if he's a fake. Maybe he sang it. But why'd he get the jelly legs? (laughs) We'll assume he sang it. Wink, wink. Uh, Patrick Swayze. 67. Would have been 70. Really? Yep. Okay, what was his coolest? What was his best movie? Red Dawn? Oh, Dirty Dancing is what uh, everyone like fell that. into. That was right up your alley. 
What was the one where uh, Ghost? Outsider. Oh, Ghost. yeah, Ghost was good. Yeah, it was oh. barely an Outsiders. Uh, let's right. see. Dude, Roadhouse. Oh, yeah, Jesus. What's the matter with <laughs> I've you? seen Roadhouse 800 times. It might be the worst movie of all time, too. Roadhouse is great. Jeff Healy band. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Whose idea was it? Stick him in there. Yeah, behind the chicken wire, yeah. they're firing beers at the blind guy. Okay, Jeff, here's the scene. Go ahead, I'm listening. You're going to be behind the chicken wire. Behind the what? Just fucking go with me, all right? We got to pay everybody union. Okay, don't, don't start asking questions. I was just wondering what it was. You're going to be behind the chicken wire. And then we're going to have guys chucking beers at you. Yeah. Are they going to hit me? You're going to get a little wet. You're going to get a little wet. Yeah, you're going to get that mullet a little wet. Can you just keep singing? I'll do my best. That's why you're here, baby. We love you. Everybody quiet on set. Jeff Healy's like, this is the second worst thing to happen to me. It's terrible. (laughs) Shocking Jeff Healy didn't get any more acting jobs. Oh, my God. Jeff Healy's still alive? No, I think he's dead. Ah, fuck. Been a rough night. Who am I doing, Jeff Healy? No, you're doing Patrick Swayze. Oh, what did you say? 70? 70. How much is he worth? Dude, I think he made some money. I'll say $110 million. It says $40 million. Ah, fuck. That's what it says. Gave that, all that money to Demi Moore. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Five random questions. Would you rather always be stuck in traffic, but um, would you rather be stuck in traffic, but always find the perfect parking spot or never hit traffic and, and take forever to park? Uh, take forever to park. Really? Yeah, God, I was dude. in traffic tonight. It's 50 miles from Upper Deck here. 50 oh miles, dude. And dude. it felt like it took me nine hours to get here. Dude, I was up there today. In and Carl's I saw, bed? Yeah, I saw the craziest accident today that I've, I think I've ever seen. Like, well, I wait, couldn't figure it out. The plane crashed again. I sent you yeah, that. That was Another in, plane. the one in El Cone? Yeah. No, this one was, it was, it was around one o'clock in the afternoon. And okay. I'm driving south. I'm done in Carl's bed. I'm driving here. And then all of a sudden, there's traffic like crazy. And I'm like, okay. where the fuck's the traffic coming from? And then you realize there's a shitload of fire trucks on the other side going north. Yeah. And I'm like, where's the accident? Yeah. And then you look up on that hill, like the giant, like a, like, you know, whatever, the, the embankment that's fucking 50 feet high. Yeah. Where is this? Where are you talking? This is around Encinitas. Okay. And there's a car stuck right in the middle of the embankment, you know, 30, 40 feet up in there. How'd that happen? I think some asshole up top fucking just went shooting right out of the neighborhood and got stuck. Like the oh. airbags deployed. But I was like, how do you get that car out of there? And two, what if that car starts rolling down oh, yeah, and takes bad. out takes out the guys on the five? Oh, I wouldn't like that. How do you get that car out of there? You get a crane? What do you do? Yeah, uh, probably ropes. Yeah. Holy I mean, shit. We, I mean, we mess with the I've firefighters never seen an all the time. Like that. Yeah. Remember that one firefighter called, told him, shouldn't you be getting a cat out of a tree? You get mad. <laughs> Dude, firefighters yell at me all the time. Dude, those are the guys that show up at those things. And they always have ropes and all kinds of things. They know what to do. They just figure it yeah. out. And they go to Vons and get phone numbers. You know what ruined it? It was that goddamn emergency 51. They're always like making chili, fucking around. Yeah. Randolph Mantooth. Yeah. <laughs> Great actor. Thinking, what the fuck's going on over there? Yeah. Would you rather ask your ex or a total stranger for a favor? Now, for you, you get along with your ex. Yeah, I asked so her let's, ta- let's take her out of it. Let's find one of your old girlfriends. Uh, let's find that Russian girl. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> she is damn near perfect. 
shit your guts. I know. So sad. I should just have all you sign well, a petition. Dude, what about your Bonnie Raitt girl? Couldn't have been a bigger ah, dick to her. I know. I kind of fucked that one up, too, but she's, <laughs> she's no longer with us. Someone Laura Kane scolded me for. I didn't need that. Pay my taxes. Um, I'd ask. I could ask an ex. I could ask. Yeah, I could ask an ex. You'd rather ask us than, than a stranger? I wouldn't ask yeah. a stranger for a favor. Oh. Not a million years ago. That's a stranger. Yeah, that would yeah. be weird. If you could go on tour with any group, which one would you choose? I like that. Probably be ABBA. No. <laughs> you think of anything worse than ABBA. Um, who would I go on tour with? You can't go too old. You don't want to hang out with a bunch of old people. Yeah, right? I mean, I know you love the Rolling Stones, but you aren't doing the Rolling Stones, are you? I think I'm doing the Stones. Like, honestly, the band I would have said up until a couple of months ago would have been the Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah. Foo Fighters would have been great. Um, Foo Fighters would have been great. Dude, I don't know. Could you go? Uh, I don't have an answer for this one. You don't have one? I don't have. No, nothing jumps in my mind. You know what I think would be pretty fun, like, when you're saying that and thinking about the age, the whole thing? Garth Brooks would be a pretty good one because he's playing stadiums. Yeah. It's packed every night. The energy that he brings, right? Yeah. I mean, you could go with Brett Michaels, go with Poison every night. Talk about <laughs> no. look with the cat drug. Dude, think about the girls that are there. Brett Michaels. Oh, see they're, that much. But they're 60. Fuck. <laughs> I could go with my girl, Lisa Lisa. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> right? I could go on that tour. Fuck, there's Lisa Lisa's coming, Stevie B. I'm like, this is great. December 10th. Take all those girls. Yeah, I love it. I think I'm going for that. But back in the day, you would have chosen. Would you have chosen like Kiss? Go with New Edition. <laughs> new Edition. Imagine all those chicks hanging out, waiting to meet Belle Biv DeVoe. That's funny as shit. I'm trying to think. All the concerts I've been to, is there anyone that I would have said, "Man, I would like to go on tour with those guys"? There's not one. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm uh, not going on tour with Phil Collins. No, I'm going on tour God, Genesis, what is, yeah, Mike and the Mechanics. I'm not going on those no. fuckers. Lionel Richie. Yeah, I'm not. Dude, I'm not going on tour with Lionel Richie. Is right, dude. Everyone there would be like my mom's age. Yeah, but dude, Sheila E was on that tour. Yeah, that tell you my mom fucking uh, laid into me about this show. About what show? This show. Our show. She said, uh, no longer does she want her name mentioned on this show. I had too bad. And she said, I'm tired of uh, my son and my daughter making me look stupid. <laughs> I've defended her often on this show. What are you talking about? She got mad because I brought up the point of uh, we had a rule in our house that you couldn't call our house after nine and you couldn't call our house before nine. And she she went off on me, no joke. Oh. And I was like, "What am I supposed to fucking do?" I don't think that yeah. was crazy. I think a lot of people had that rule yeah. like that. We didn't make what her look landlines. Oh, yeah, I think she, we had that. She, yeah, she lost her shit. So I don't know no about more. I don't want my name. name mentioned on your show ever again. All right. That'll start next show. <laughs> that was it. I don't know, man. She has, she has a, a little bit of a temper right now. I yeah. don't know what her deal is. My mom Feisty. always said, she's like, a, my mom's a jack in a box. Remember that jack box yeah, that crank that thing? Crank that thing. At some point, she's going to come out and get you. Like, oh. you just don't know on those phone calls. Damn it. <laughs> Did you tell her I said I? Dude, she has no time for your bullshit either. Oh, shit. She has no time for you either. Oh, my God. Damn it. I blame Josh. Here we go. Ruined my relationship with your mother. Okay, here we go. Would you rather go on tour with your favorite band or your favorite sports team? Oh, I like that. I like that. 
I would go uh, favorite sports team. I agree with you. Now, which team you taking? That's a good question. This um, is easy for me. Let's see. I Lakers. I'm going to the Lakers. Oh, I'm doing the Raiders. Are you doing the Raiders? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. God dang. I don't know. I was thinking the I always think it's crazy when you go when a sports team turns into a rock band. Like the Chicago Bulls used to be that way. Yeah. The Lakers are always that way. They have crazy fans. I don't know. I don't know that the Lakers are like that now. I think if you think about the Lakers, if you went in the Magic era, if you went in the Kobe and Shaq era, but really for me, if I if you were gonna travel with the Lakers, it would have been during showtime, during the Pat Riley era, chicks there. Yeah. Right? The whole thing. What's the worst team to go on tour with? Would it be like the Nationals or the Marlins? Not the Marlins, because Geff's there. Yeah, well, okay. Well, Geff would get sick of our shit. Oh, have a good time on the road. Oh um, like 200 people in the stands. Royals. <laughs> what am I going to do with the Royals? Me and Denny, <laughs> me and Denny Matthews. Um, Oklahoma City, basketball. Yeah, that'd be a bad Dallas one. Stars, hockey'd be awful. And then... Um, uh, what am I missing? How much could Horton put up with your shit? Ah, uh, we'd be fine. I'm a hell of a. Stats you think you can make it through 82 games? You're a hell of a stats guy. Can you make it through 82? Can he make it through 82 games with you? Yeah, I'd be fine because I offering you a banana. It probably. Uh, I respect the talent. I think I already put claims in. Have they announced the NBA schedule? I feel like they did. Yeah, they did. I think I already put claims in for a few games. Did he really? You son of a bitch. Uh, you don't go. You, I do go if it's the Lakers. I don't want to see the Clippers. I well see that's why I go because I go to Seattle. That's and the Wolves. Oh, well, I'm not going just to Seattle. I'm going to see the Lakers. Yeah. The fact that you would request any Laker game is such I a did. kick. In the, that's insane. Yeah. That's not even your team. You know that's Wolves my, are team. my team. Yeah. So what the fuck? I'm going to see the Wolves. Oh, you see, hey, it's you know what? Bullshit right there. Maybe reach out to uh, Noah Eagle and maybe you can do stats when the Clippers <laughs> play Lakers. How old is Noah? Twenty three. Yeah. Nine. What am I doing hanging out with him for? Nineteen. Talk to John Ireland. Talk to Bergman. He works there. I don't even know if he has a pass. Jesus. Would you give him a pass? No. All right, here we go. Last one. All right. Would you rather never get another present in your life, but always pick the perfect present for everyone else? No. Or (laughs) keep getting presents that are terrible ones. (laughs) Well, wait. Wait. Look, so would you rather... Would you rather... Okay, look. Would you rather... You're really good at this. Literally, I didn't even edit this. Would you rather never get another present in your life, but always pick the perfect present for everyone else, or keep getting presents, but giving terrible ones to everyone else? Oh, yeah, I'd I'd keep getting them. (laughs) You wouldn't feel like an asshole just giving shitty gifts all the time? Like calendars that are year old? (laughs) Snow globe. Yeah, snow globe. Snow globe from, like, uh, Omaha? Yeah. Now I gotta look online and see if I can get one of those. <laughs> see if this is the shittiest skyline. <laughs> see if you can get a San Bernardino. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. Get everybody, just get every every like your mom. Your mom, I'm getting her this because I'm okay. really, I'm really hurt that I've been cut out. She's getting one of those uh, nudie cutie ballpoint pens. <laughs> my dad used to have one of those. Well, I know your dad would, but I'm sending one to her. That's, oh my god, that's funny yeah. as hell. All it's right. gonna have uh, it's gonna have Carol Channing in it. <laughs> okay. Or Vera. So, so look, we have two shows coming up. 
All right, so we'll knock out Sunday and sometime either Monday through Wednesday. But here's yeah. the deal. I'm going to Baltimore next Wednesday night. Oh, fun. Okay, so going to Camden Yards on Thursday. Hey, how about that? So here's the crazy thing. I bought four tickets behind okay. home plate, eighth row, for Thursday's game against the White Sox at Camden. Never been at Camden before. Oh, dude, that'll be great. How much do you think those tickets cost? Remember, Baltimore's like a playoff team now. They are. I'll still say 11 bucks, Dude, about, like $48. Yeah. I got four tickets behind home plate. Dude, Baltimore is a cool city. Baltimore Harbor is really cool. Now, I haven't been there since I went with the Sockers, and I'll leave you with this story. Todd Leonard, uh, I'm walking with Todd Leonard. We're going to this place called Shane Sandwiches. Yep. And everybody on our entire flight, I'm there with the Sockers, and they're saying, uh, we got to go to this place, Shane Sandwiches. It's right across from the Baltimore Arena. So we're walking over there, and it's me, Jimmy Morehouse, and a couple other guys, and Todd Leonard's in that group too. And a Farrakhan, Farrakhan show lets out. And there's like 20,000 Farrakhan followers that come out onto the streets. And here come five of us in our San Diego soccer's windbreakers yeah. walking to try to get a BLT at Shane Sandwiches. And I, I think Jim Morehouse said, who was the soccer's PR guy, Guys, there's four of us, and there's 20,000 of them. I think we're going to get the shit beat out of us. And then there's this pause, and Morehouse goes, I knew we shouldn't have worn these soccer jackets. <laughs> Farrakhan followers hated the fucking soccers, man. Everybody knew it. Everybody Fuck Cha-Cha Namdar. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, told me. I was like, holy shit, I'm going to have 20,000 people beat the fuck out of me. And this dumb shit thinks it's because I got a goddamn San Diego soccer sweatshirt on. <laughs> and, oh, the end of the story? They couldn't have been fucking cooler. Oh, that's funny. They were great. Hey, what's up? Where are you guys? San Diego, what are you doing here? Yeah, they are great. It was awesome. And then uh, we became followers. So it was 20,004 at the end of the night. <laughs> All right, we'll, uh, we'll come back down here Sunday night. That's funny. All right. We'll be back on Sunday, everybody.
say That guy with the attitude He better go away Five-cent video game Put a smile on my face Last stop sign was paralyzed But I ran it anyway Soundproof fence And a handyman Cussing on TV What Californian Cussed their own Christmas tree Boy, you better watch out For that sneaky back screen door I laughed so hard I Yeah.